0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to a brand new episode with Virginie Venti. I am really excited to share this conversation with you because Virginie is someone I've known for 4 years. She is actually a past coaching client of mine who I worked with about 4 years ago now. And She's doing such beautiful work in the world all about femininity and healing the feminine and the mother wound and rebirthing ourselves and uh, coaching women on how to come back into their femininity and their power and their sacred uh, creative energy and it's been such a pleasant experience getting to chat with her as she shares all about her work, all about her wisdom and how she's healed her distortions and her wounding around the feminine. So this episode's going to be really potent and really powerful. You're going to hear two projectors be in conversation. So that in of itself is going to be really potent and magical and um, I recommend you listen with an open heart, an open mind, and see what lands for you, see what activates within you, and see how this may connect some of the dots for you for the questions that you are seeking answers to. So let's dive in today to this episode with Virginie. <music> excited to talk to you and see what's gonna unfold for us today in this conversation. Great, you too. Um, I guess it's just a little backstory like we met in like like coaching you were a client I was your coach and that's how we actually formed a relationship so it's been really interesting to see your journey and how you've evolved since we first worked together. Yeah. And that's exciting to, to talk to you about your journey and everything you're doing now. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you sharing a bit more about your process in the past. I mean, it's been like four or five years or so.
1: Yeah, it's been four years, I think. Mm. Yeah.
0: Um, but just to get started, let's, let me ask you a question. Um, what words would you use to describe yourself? Ooh, um
1: that's hard (laughs) because i don't want to seem pretentious or anything the first word that came out because that's how i do it was love (laughs) Mm. and i think this is how my my friends perceive me and and this is also what i i this is the, the value that is most important for me so this is what i I think this is what each morning I, I try to embody in my life, mm. in myself and in, in the way I behave and, and I share and in everything I do. That's beautiful. Yes. And also I think, now that you've opened the subject, I think, yes, love is very much what, it's the way I work. It's the way I um, invite women to treat themselves and to be with themselves. And I think this is like the, the first yeah, the first thing that comes
0: to my mind. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, what is your sun, moon, and rising? What is my sun, moon, and rising in
1: astrology? Sun, moon, and rising. So my sun is Aquarius. Mm-hmm. My moon, okay, how is it in English? Um, the one in uh, March. How do you call that in English
0: Pisces afterwards Aries yes
1: yeah. <laughs> and my how do you call the other one the ascendant
0: I guess yeah the rising Pisces oh okay that's yeah. beautiful I mean our birthdays are not that far apart by the way I remember us sharing that
1: we're four, four days apart and it's like <laughs> four years that we haven't talked so like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) um so oh let's go back let's go back to how you how did you come to doing what you're doing now like I know your journey's been beautiful you've You've grown and changed, and you know it's. You were like a little baby when I first met you. Mm-hmm. Um How did you? How does? All, how did? It, how did it all transpire? How did you do? Start doing what you're doing now.
1: Well, I think that first, I yes, I was, I was looking for something. I was looking for excitement in my life. Now, love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking for love. And I I was not feeling it inside, right? It was really empty for me. And I've been in my childhood, I've been feeling um, very empty at times. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of anxiety and no one could understand. I had a lot of fears, anxieties from a very early age. So I guess that at some point my body just couldn't cope with that anymore. So this is how my journey started it it started by being uh, full of allergies. I was sleeping uh, up to I don't know two three hours each afternoon after university when I was yeah it started when I was twenty one twenty two, and I started to feel very um, very uncomfortable in my body. Yeah, mm. really I was not I was not grounded at all. I was not present with myself. So this was like waking up like call now from my body. And um, yeah, fortunately, I, I, I found someone uh, who cured me. So after that, I just decided um, that I was going to travel in, in Asia. And this is also where I, I, I opened myself to, to myself a bit more to some confidence. I was I never thought I would travel alone Mm -hmm. (laughs) in some unknown place, even though from a very early age, I I mean, I had already gone to South Africa and things like this. This was like this kind of, um, yes, search for something more than what I was being told, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. was already
1: there from, from a very early age. And then what happened is that, um, Yes I first connected um with yoga this was because this was my body who was calling me to mm-hmm. to be more connected and this is where it all started like well-being and meditation and getting to know myself and and also it was the um, reconnection with my first passion which was dance movement mm-hmm. and and when I went to university I, just for a short story I was I was studying Something that I, I was not meant for. <laughs> I was studying <laughs> history, and then I was studying languages and international corporations. Okay, all that was good, but in the end, I think that what mattered to me is that I, I yes, I, I liked like communication and 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 being with people, and I was interested in that. No, mm-hmm. so so yoga was coming back was the first coming back to my passions. Mm. and um and from there it was also coming back to um some how do you say that um what what first hurt right when you Mm -hmm. when you lose contact with your passions and with whom you are Mm -hmm. and slowly but surely um I met you Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you opened up for me a a word that I, I I was just you know discovering through some books the first big book was um new earth from Eckhart Tolle mm-hmm. and it's still my book right now actually I'm I'm reading it again and Yay. so it was very general spirituality but already coming back to my passion which was movement mm-hmm. which was the body which was feeling good in yourself mm-hmm. and then from there so afterwards I I after our coaching together mm-hmm. I i decided thanks to you actually um and thanks to myself as well yeah thanks, <laughs> yeah,
0: thanks, thanks to you is the bigger one here
1: completely uh to go to um, barcelona in spain and it was such a big um big thing and i and and this is where i, I started to to connect uh even deeper with the feminine work mm. so i reconnected there with um yes femininity through through studying uh how to support women during uh maternity and your question is like it's it's you know such a big work that i've done the whole uh, four years um on myself but that was the entry into femininity like embodiment like relationship with your mother and the whole feminine lineage and 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 how this affects uh, how you are living your life and how you see yourself as a woman and who you want to become as a woman. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even though you, you, you don't know how it happened, it's just in you. And, and you have to go there if you really want to free yourself and, and be yourself as a woman. So this is where it started for me
0: after the yoga. Um, did, you, still- did you have... Um, did you, was your relationship with your mother um one of the pain points that maybe helped you or was the way maybe you were you it opened you up to even seek this in the first place was that was that there
1: completely yes um actually I remember um when we when when you were my coach that you had seen that in the end actually what, what happened with my mom is that kind of I felt rejected by her from a very early age because she also felt that way with her own mother. And so all my love uh, was uh, transferred to my dad and I was very efficient with my dad and I was always looking to please my dad. And and so this was the beginning, of course, of also this... hated relationship with myself without knowing it right Mm -hmm. producing what my mother was doing with herself and what I felt she was doing with myself even though this is a childhood projection as well um so yes that was the that was the beginning point of my journey without knowing it
0: yeah and that's it seems like there was a wound with the divine feminine big one
1: big one um from a very early age, I was always um, very, uh, how do you say that? Like, I think always looking to do things by on my own, already very independent and wanting to be like this um, individual that is very accomplished. I, I was very creative, right? But all the models of women around me um, were not like this. I, I did not have a strong um, woman in my family and the one that I had were either the stories that my mom would tell me about her own grandmother who was a very strong woman but I didn't met her and also my um oh how do you call that godmother do you say that mm-hmm.
0: godmother? yeah godmother
1: but she died from from like a very early age so I I after 12 years old, I think I, I didn't have her around anymore. So I didn't have that. I didn't mm-hmm. have strong woman, And I was very much looking for, uh, for that very much. And, and when that's very beautiful, what you asked me, because when I arrived in Barcelona, this is what happened. I met mm-hmm. these women who were actually the, the, yeah, who had embodied or were embodying at that moment, this strength, this, Divinity, this kind of femininity, I was looking inside of, within me, but I, I, I didn't know what it was I was looking for. But they appeared to me, and this is the beauty of, um, yes, this is the beauty of spiritual work as well. And is that you don't know what you're looking for, but if you are very uh, much on that seeking, right, it just appears in front of your eyes. Yeah, and you are ready to receive it, then it will give you. Everything you always asked.
0: Yeah, it's that saying, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I want to ask you, what does femininity mean to you now?
1: Yes. That's a good question also, because... When I asked myself that first, because I was asking myself, okay, I want to embody femininity. And also I I, want to help women embody femininity. I'm like, what is femininity? And I was like, I was incapable of defining it in a general way, because that's what I believe is that it is very personal to everyone. It is what you want to embody. And femininity for me is, well, it's this presence this receptivity, this softness as well. It's, it's like this pose, right? It's just, yeah, it's like, I I see it like also a bowl. Mm -hmm. I go there, I'm, I'm just, yes, like back into my, um, back into the womb. Mm. and I feel nourished and I feel that there's the space for me to nourish myself without having to do anything more actually um and this is why it's so powerful and it's so profound
0: um yes that's beautiful the womb yes that's very beautiful um I want to backtrack for a second because this came to my mind is, do you feel like with the rejection of your mother, you kind of fell into maybe more some distorted masculine patterns of achieving, doing, proving yourself, you know, I am what I do kind of concept. And when you know you started doing your spiritual work, your inner work, and really really working on the wounding that you had. you realized that was a very uh a way that you operated that was not really aligned or true to you
1: yes, completely um, so first, um, I don't even know if it's really linked to the rejection, so like but kind of, it is true. Also, the models I had, women were not at all connected to their feminine and they were very masculine and mm-hmm. also a very unhealthy masculine and also difficulty at the same time to have direction, clarity and, and manifest whatever they, they wanted to manifest. So I was not connected to my feminine, which was this inner peace and love feminine for me is love actually this is what i i i i should have done like i should have told you before now i came to me it like yes it's love see it's just love and and therefore it was the masculine the feminine was not there so and the masculine was so chaotic Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's like the feminine was doing all these things right and the masculine was like oh, where are we going right so no direction and no peace no love right so this kind of nowhere you're you're not settled right mm-hmm. um and yes completely if if you don't receive um how can i say that like this presence of the feminine um you kind of believe that femininity is something else you don't like it so you reject it mm-hmm. and what i've came up with uh, on my on my path was also that um that was through rebirthing uh techniques this is what really helped me to dive deep into these um distortions um about being a woman actually I, I didn't want to be a woman I felt like well, it's a bit strong saying like this but I was not aware that I was afraid of being a woman because mm-hmm. for me being a woman was um yes was being
0: was being rejected wow you say that that's really interesting tell me more about this because i'm pretty sure this is something i've heard a lot of my friends you know women friends female friends say this yes um so many of us are have rejected the feminine mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah completely um yes, don't know how to
0: do you have a specific question on that like yeah. so tell me about why you didn't like being a woman. What were the distortions you had of the feminine?
1: It was very much linked to uh showing my light actually mm-hmm. as a woman, my sensuality my um But my light, yeah, my light, my sensuality and my creativity, all all that I was actually, all that I am. Um, because it's like of, yeah, it's kind of a contract you do unconsciously with your lineage and I, that I did with my mother and who knows which karma links us and... And so it was like my mother wouldn't let herself shine. She would reject herself as a woman. This is what I was perceiving, of course. And so by contract, by, um, how do you say, by fidelity, do you say that? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what I was doing as well. And from a very early age, I can remember that um, I was not comfortable with Showing my shapes or I was very thin always. I was, I mean, I I didn't have any kind of complex really with my, with my body as it was, but showing it, it's like I was not, I was not free in my, in my body, no? And, and, and okay, when you're in a young age, it's kind of, it's like this, right? Let's see, let's say that it's been kind of the, normality because we have this changing body and everything but then it kept on being like this in my 20s and i had nothing really that's yeah i was i was very hiding myself that's really what i was doing and that's linked to this um fidelity to my mother and this is what happens also i think to a lot of women without knowing they start hating their mother Mm when actually what what freed me from that was that I understood that I chose my mother for some reason and that we come and live opposites. And the fact that I had a mother who was not, for me, the woman I wanted to become, which was empowered, independent, free, Embodying the the feminine, um, connected to her soul. That's what I I seeked. I wouldn't have seeked that. I would have a very different path. But before coming here, I'm pretty sure that I've just, I just I I came to do this work I'm doing with the women, and I had to leave all this. And this is what helped me to make peace with my mother, and. I want to say that I was in a very um, hatred. Do you say that this hatred relationship with my mother? It was very, very violent. The way I, I we were, I would speak to her. I would, I was. It was so in me, in my body, that I wanted. I wanted to get rid of her. I explained that to her because I think it's also important for the. All generations who might ha- not have this possibility to understand all these things to explain to them the work you are doing and this is the work I've done and it was very much it was very violent for me it's just like I wanted to get rid of her she was inside of me and, and and this is also part of my message that I'm giving to the the woman whether it is my friends but also the woman I, I, I support is that You have to start understanding that your mother is your mother and you are a different person. But as long as you don't differentiate this, then you cannot make peace with your mother, speak to your mother about who you are and that it's okay that you are a different person from your mother. And then you can free yourself and live your will, the the life that you came to live. Mm. And, And this is the hard work, but this is essential in in being able then to walk your path in 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 peace, and I can say that today I'm completely at peace with my mother. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I can stay with her two weeks and go on holiday and that we we get along every day, but that's that's not life either, right? It's all of challenges. But I am a, I'm, I am able to communicate with her. I am able to to apologize if something happens. I I'm not anymore in the ego when I'm with her. I can I can take really distance. Um, so yeah your main question was really for all these women who reject the fact that they're women it's according to me in my own path it's because when I was looking at me in the mirror I was looking at my mother Mm -hmm. I was rejecting that I didn't want to be that person not because she's not a good person but because I came to be someone else
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and when I started not seeing her anymore in the mirror. I was seeing me, I was seeing my soul. started crying because the eyes are really the mirror of your soul. Mm -hmm. I started to feel that feminine essence, embody it, and and accepting. And I'm now, I would say that now I'm in the process because it's an eternal process. It's never, I don't think you one day where you say, ah, oh, it's all done. It's all good. No, I, I don't think that because mm-hmm. you've you've been living so many other lives if you believe in that, right? So many other experiences and they're still in you and they're still in you to be healed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, I would say that now I'm in the moment where I'm at peace with my feminine. I, I love my relationship with my feminine. It is very deep. It is very profound. And I feel also that what was beautiful on my path was that I, I also connected through maternity mm-hmm. to, this, to this femininity, and so maternity is really when it is healed and when it is in the right, right environment, it is so much love. This mm-hmm. is where the love and the femininity right, mm-hmm. it together for me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and this is the way I support women, even though they're not um for example it would be supporting women outside of maternity there is this presence this same presence that would be for a woman who is um going to give birth and this is how i see it and this is i think what um misses a lot in this world Mm -hmm. we are very much into rejecting the femininity Rejecting the masculinity, we're rejecting everything, rejecting. I and and, and we and we are we are angry and and uh, y- y- this is the thing it's it's all distorted.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that resonates a lot with everything everything that you said. One thing that does come to my mind is I like that you did say that you know this was a contract that you made with your mother, and it reminds me of something I don't know who said this but like you don't learn unconditional love from people who unconditionally loved you. Right, yeah, and, and so the the pain, the trauma, the wounding that you go through, it is actually your biggest catalyst to your healing, to your awakening, to your return to yourself. I like that you pointed that out because I mean it's similar i have I have a very similar um, type of experience with my own parents and the wounding that happened with them, but it made me who I am today and it you know it w- awakened me you know opened the third eye up for me and realized wow this there's more to this thank you they were the greatest teachers now you know and that that served me or helped me or you know moving it helped me transcend um but I like that you said rebirthing that's really beautiful how you were rebirthing yourself beyond the shadows of what of Of seeing yourself as your mother but like when you said you saw yourself in the mirror you saw yourself you saw yourself for the first time and seeing yourself that's really powerful and then you're translating that into the work that you do with um being a doula and helping women in the birthing process that's really unique and that's really special can you talk more about that what what is it that that i mean i don't know i'm not pregnant yet but i you know would love to be a mother. I look forward to being a mother, but like, can you talk more about that? So which part
1: specifically do you have like a,
0: the the whole like supporting women in their pregnancy, the maternity aspect, the birthing process. So how I'm, how I am. yeah, Yeah. How you're integrating everything and bringing this into your work now. Okay.
1: I believe that, uh, and I've seen actually, um, how um, we are really transmitting information through the womb to the coming generations. And we have received also information from
0: our mother, right? It's unconscious and consciously. Yes.
1: So it's it's quite a deep uh, question because this is why I'm 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 connecting with it because it's it's so much um, yes it's so much wisdom at the same time and I don't want to tell it like too too quickly. Take your time. Completely. Let's say that. <laughs> let's say that um, it's so important for when you want to become a mother. It is important actually to start healing your feminine lineage, your relation that starts with your relationship with your mother. Because I really think that you don't need to go that far. When you start with that, there's a domino effect. When I started changing my own relationship with myself, my whole family started to change. I don't know if it's completely linked to what I was doing, but it has nothing to do today with what it was. So, if we want to bring a human being into this world, the most conscious, consciously that we we, we can, especially if we are very much interested in consciousness, then then it is very important to start healing these things because they will go through us mm-hmm. and, and they will be present. Consciousness is always present. And 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 this human being growing in your womb will receive all these informations. It's all about vibration. What is important is love. A human being needs love to come into this world um, the most confident person it can be and what happens today is that we have very bad relationship with our parents with our families not everyone but i think it's a common thing yeah it is and we are pointing at them we are not taking responsibility for our healing and then we want to bring children into this world how is it that we're going to bring these children into this world if we are not even at peace with ourselves and with our families Mm -hmm. who were the person who brought us into this world so i think when you are a doula or when you want to accompany women into this maternity process this is the kind of work that will naturally come up it is not that we decide i'm not like oh i want to work with that with you (laughs) In that session or, or whatever, and whether it is actually women I'm supporting in maternity or now my, my new project of support for women, like in general, right. Mm -hmm. This always comes up. Mm
0: -hmm. It
1: always comes up. And, and there's a lot of anger against the, 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 the the woman against their mom, especially their mom. Also their father is different. We're talking about the feminine today. (sighs) So this is the kind of work that um, I do. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, it is It is very profound if you yeah. want to do the work as a mother. Also, all the fears that come up during maternity can be linked to the fears of your um, lineage, I think, of your mother and most importantly, and this is the deepest work I've done with myself and that I try also to share with this woman is how you were birthed and how was your um, womb process. don't know how you call that in English. Um, I'm working a lot in Spanish and French, so I'm a bit disconnected from the English now. So the whole nine months, even before I, I've been there, I, I I came back to that moment uh, through rebirthing. This is a technique that you use through the breathing through the mouth, but it was a whole um, a whole thing that I, I I've done, and this whole process really made me understood how um, this affects our life so much. And at the same time, it's part of our path. Yeah. It is like, it's so deep. So deep. Like,
0: I could talk about this for hours. <laughs> so, so the rebirthing process allowed you to go back to when you were in the womb. Yes. And your conception into coming into this physical form. Wow. So it's like... And it's interesting because, like, this is not something that we ever talk about or think about or discuss about. We only wait till the child is actually here after, after the birth has happened then. This is
1: why, this is so important what you've, what you've said. This is why I started to want to work with women, apart from maternity. This is the calling. And this is actually the first question you had at the beginning of the session, how I ended up where I am now. Because I understood that it's all linked and it's not five months before you're becoming a mother that you're gonna start healing yourself. No, it's way before. And if you do it before, then you will be a canal of love for this oof, it's 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 making me so like goosebumps everywhere. You're gonna become a canal of love for these human beings to come into this world, and this is what matters. And right now, it is not the way we are conceiving children. It is not the way they are birthed. Not everyone, of course. Let's not generalize. And it is not the way they are um, educated. They're not educated, like, or I don't like educated, uh, accompanied to be. We still tell them who to be. So there's no love in that.
0: And yeah, we tell part. our
1: children who to be. Yes. We don't support who they want to be. Mm -hmm. So it all starts way before. And this is why my my work right now is about bringing consciousness on our relationship as women with our own mother, feminine lineage. Ancestral
0: karma that you're carrying.
1: Exactly. Being able to make peace with that. Understanding yourself as a woman, where are the wounds? And embodying the woman you want or you came to be, actually. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you can go to the masculine and go and do what you want to do in this word. But if your feminine is not healed, is not connected to love, how can you contribute to a better word? Through your masculine into this word, you have to start with the cave, with the womb. You have to nourish yourself first, and this is what my work now is about. And I don't know if I will still continue accompanying maternity, of if my work will just now shift to that. Because in the last five, four years, I've I've grown and changed a lot, and I'm okay with that because I think that we shift, yes, we shift and it's okay it's okay to shift sometimes we <laughs> we get like a hold on this and we're like oh, I don't want to leave it but for me it's all linked or maybe that everything will come together as I don't know but um yes
0: that's that's really really powerful and really really beautiful um giving light to this you know this is something that I I have a deep awareness of in myself is that I have In order for me to birth a child into this world, there's a deep responsibility I have to myself first to heal all the imprinting, all the distortions from the feminine and the masculine, you know. And this is interesting because some of us will have more of the feminine wounding, but some of us will have more of the masculine wounding. And you look at the parent, which parent do you have the more strange relationship with? or both parents you have a more strange relationship but you know for one for some of us it's one over the other it's either the dad or the mom um, and for me it was personally my dad not so much my mom um, so there was a lot more healing for me to do in my masculine for me actually than in my feminine because i always wanted to live my life in the more feminine fluid you know, um, very receptive way, but the masculine was always like, you need to prove yourself, you need to accomplish, you need to do, you need to climb this ladder. I don't know to where. Um, but coming into that, what is kind of really the, 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 the union between the divine masculine and divine feminine energies within ourselves, then we can birth that divine child within ourselves, come back to the innocence of the divine child within ourselves that's really been, you know, the journey that I've been on in the past, I would say year or so. It's really, so it's really nice to hear you tie that back to me right now. Um, So with your shift in really helping women before the birth conception process is happening, um, what would you say is some of the ways would, we can start to build that relationship with the feminine, like, like a little like a like a practice or something what how can we start to unravel that
1: i think it all starts with um self-awareness actually and all these thoughts right and you may have on yourself and loving thoughts that's how it started for me and i think this is where it starts and yes, when you, when you get conscious about that, so through, of course, through mindfulness, through, actually mindfulness is a big part of pregnancy, uh, of being, <laughs> of any, anyone actually, uh, this is how it starts, right? Uh, some go through yoga, some meditation, some mindfulness. I'm also, I think you have to find what you prefer. But there, of course, there are many different types of um, practices that I do. And you have to practice them, try them out, and then find what suits you best, what brings really nourishment for you. For me, writing has always been a big part of this um, self-inquiry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is how I can visualize in my words what's happening. The strongest exercise I did with writing was um, in one of my therapy I did for myself. But it really stayed with me for a long time. It was writing. um, Yes, it was writing directly to my soul. And the letter I had wrote, I had written, was so harsh and I, I, I had not noticed. See how... We don't notice how harsh we are with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Through writing to your soul, you start noticing that, yes, you are confused on many things. You are confused who is your soul, who is your mind, who is your emotions, who Thus, you have to start doing the self-inquiry to start understanding all these different parts of you. Also, movements for me has been... um, well, is a big practice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Whether it is yoga, whether it is intuitive movement, whether it is uh, intuitive um, dancing. Mm -hmm, I was going to say dance. Yes, dance. I'm all about uh, dance therapy right now.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm studying about it because this was my first passion dance. And I I think this is going to be one of my new practice I want to share with the woman because when you go through the body this is, everything is stuck in the body so if you want to start unlocking things you you need to go through this body otherwise you're always in your mind and nothing shifts
0: mm-hmm. to
1: shift your reality you need to go through the body mm-hmm. Um, in my experience, this is how it sh- it started to shift. In rebirthing, for example, if you check out what it, in this practice is about, it's it's completely through the body, and it's it's crazy what happens there. Uh, and the last one that I want to share is uh, the voice work. I've discovered uh, when I was in Barcelona. This is where I I started to reconnect with my voice. Mm. In women's circles and through mantras and actually when I was a child I was singing all the time I had forgotten about that Mm. and so when I started to sing again it was for me so powerful it was like my it was my number one connection to my heart and actually when they when you look up about what are the benefits of chanting is that it just dissolves the mind into the heart Mm and Because you repeat mantras. Mm-hmm. And so this is um, this is another way through your voice, through the singing of mantras, through intuitive singing. If you have a harmonium at home or this, because they, they, they tend to, you can give a note there and, and it just stays there. And let's just let it go through your voice. Whatever mm-hmm. your soul needs to express and see again. I think everything that I do is through the body always Yeah, through the the voice and liberating this expression, right. Which is also very blocked in women.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that you said embodiment because embodiment is so huge (laughs) coming back into the body. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of my work is around that taking people out of the mind and coming back into the body because we are so disconnected from being the neck down we're always like up in the upper threes or in the head um but embodiment is used because when you're in your body you can finally tune into your intuition you have access to love your heart everything is like i always say like the body is like a, 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 a what is it a body is like a frequency receptor right you're it it, it translates vibration in, in in through the form of emotions that are moving through you. And and when you're becoming embodied, you can allow emotions to freely move through you. When you stay stuck in the mind, the emotions tend to just stay strapped, trapped in the body. So I like that you mentioned um, embodiment practices and you also mentioned journaling. That's been huge. That's been huge for me on my journey. But this is something that came up is the inner child work, connecting to your own child. The wounding of where you lost that connection with the innocence, with the purity of who you are as, as a child. You were a child at once and, um, something happened, some type of distortion, wound, trauma, abuse. There's varying levels of this. You know, some people may not have experienced, let's say, very, Traumatic experiences, but there everybody goes through some variation of a wounding that happens where the separation between your innocence, your true self, their light happens. Do you feel like that has come up for you? The inner child work,
1: you I mean during my path? Like mm-hmm. the inner child, work. oh, yes, that was the look very important part of my journey was that I first became a um, church and yoga teacher. This is where I reconnected with my inner child. Oh, it's amazing. The beginning of my journey um, in yoga, let's say was actually uh, that. And it was very intuitive. I was drawn to studying that even before studying yoga for adults. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it was all about children and family. And it was about, and that was also the main thing in my life, and is still now. It's the reconnection to pleasure. Mm-hmm. And let's say that, as women as well, this connection to pleasure, right? It also starts in childhood. Yeah. And so that was yes, that was the the work I did with my inner child. Um, also, the fact that I was so sensible from a very early age um i was i remember as a child i was crying all the time
0: <laughs>
1: of course if i was here to embody love and i couldn't see love anywhere <laughs> because people um around me were had also had harsh um lives right mm-hmm. i couldn't feel that um so it was the reconnection the acceptance of my sensibility this mm-hmm. is the work i've done it was reconnection to the pleasure as a child to play i was so intellectual i was so serious i was so um and i get caught up in that uh now as well huh? um and this is part of my shift uh recently it's been all about reconnection to pleasure right. yeah. the only thing that matters this is what makes you happy it's not what you're accomplishing there's no pleasure and you're just looking for results this is very distortion of yes. what life is we have because it's the lost, the the loss of connection with our child and we've learned to be like this we've learned to accomplish to go for something to have results to do all this plants life. And then you arrive at 30 years old and you're like, what happened (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Where?" But when you bring back pleasure into your life, then every day is a gift because your child is there and your child, like you said, it's the innocence. It's the consciousness. It's just so intuitive. Children are so intuitive, so intelligent, so full of wisdom. Mm -hmm. This is what I've learned when I, I, Yes, when I, I I instructed classes of yoga for children, and then yeah, it, it just life presented me to that to me this and um, the rebirthing art therapy as well um, was seeing how my child um, had lived childhood. Because we have an idea of how we lived it, it's all all confused until you can really grasp. Okay, these were the key moments where there was a shift in my life. Yes, and when you have these key moments, like traumas, that sometimes come from just a word. Yeah, yeah, it's very. It can be very subtle. It's just for me, for example, I I, I understood that through astrology. mm. So many I, I like using very different kinds of um yes of of uh how do you call that practices, right? Because yeah, they're tools. also tools they're also um, they fusion together and give you different layers of yourself. But uh yes, I discovered that my main um child wound was uh with creativity. Oh so this is why also it's very much present uh, in my work today. I believe that we, what we do is to heal ourselves. First. Yes,
0: yes. So I was going to say that the work that we do is because yeah. we want to heal ourselves. Like that's the reason I do this work.
1: Exactly. And this is amazing because then it brings people back at the same level. There's no one up or down. We all learn together. It's just that, okay, I may be a bit more advanced on that subject, let's say. Mm-hmm. And I can help you to get um back to i like the word um um i have to find a translation oh reconciliation this is Mm -hmm. my main word this is the work i do you reconciliate yourself with femininity creativity and sensibility this is Mm -hmm. what i just told you about remember Mm -hmm. love that was my first disconnection creativity second disconnection Someone told me I was, I don't know how it happened. It's just I didn't feel creative for years. So you're disconnected from your creative power.
0: Mm-hmm. You don't
1: know you can create life. You don't know you can. Um, yeah, you're disconnected from your higher self. This mm-hmm. is uh, people who don't feel creative is because they're not connected to their higher self. Mm-hmm. And then sensibility. We are in a world where empathy is rare. Yes. So I I like working with this free. And love came through the maternity process. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: then creativity through the children. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And also the singing. I like composing music. And I came back to dance as well. And then the sensibility was very much through um, working on my uh, masculine, actually. Oh, really? Yes. Because... um, well, of course, the sensibility was first accepting it, but then to protect it, I needed to reconnect with a healthy masculine. Yes. And as my masculine had already, always been harsh with my sensibility, don't cry, they were telling me, why are you crying all the time? So now my masculine is all about, you can cry, it's all fine, um, take your time, Um so it's, it's about finding my own definition of masculine so that it can work together with my feminine. And this is the work I do with myself and that I, I like imagining that all women can do it themselves and all human beings, right? <laughs> but um, so that's how I think the inner child is so important. If you don't go and meet your inner child. And right now I'm very much into Tishnat Han. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know him? hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, well, this is, I'm just starting to dive into his uh, wisdom. Actually, it's just, I feel a lot of love from him and I like his approach to inner child, past traumas and how to bring all this back into the present moment, but really don't stay stuck in your traumas take distance from it and as you bring these people this part of you into the present moment and you leave space this is the feminine that you know it's the warm you create a warm for all this part of you Mm -hmm. so that they can heal Mm
0: -hmm. so that they
1: can express themselves because this is what happened they haven't expressed themselves and we think that it's gone because it was in the past it's our childhood but they're there and they're and all our behaviors um is comes from the, these ones yes yeah. so we have to understand them and and for me yes um like to resume it it was really through kind of uh, yeah understanding a bit um through astrology through through coming back to pleasure and creativity and honoring uh, if you are an empath or very sensible person hol- honoring your sensibility Uh, learning to create boundaries and to protect that sensibility you cannot how can say that you cannot um when you're sensible i think it's also because you came like to to share this um softness with life and everything it's taking your time it's like we are running to whatever I don't know where we're running to (laughs) I always say that where are we all going like where are we going so if you're sensible you cannot run as fast as the others no because you just burn yourself out and this is this is the strength of sensible people honor that you're not running as fast as the others honor that I have to keep telling myself that because
0: I'm I'm a runner (laughs) (laughs) See what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um. So wait. What? Uh, wait. Let me see if the. It's a sense. Are you saying sensitivity, right? Uh yes. Okay. Because I, 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 I keep. it keep ah.
1: Sensibility. So it's sensitivity. What is sensibility? It doesn't exist.
0: Sensitivity. You're talking about sensitivity. I think. Yeah. But sen- the word sensibility doesn't exist. It does English? exist, but I think it's a different meaning than sensitivity. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. okay. We have only. One in French,
0: yes. Yeah, sensitivity. We're talking about our sensitivity because when you tie it back to being an empath and highly sensitive, yes, I I relate with you here so much as somebody who is that way as well. So, just correction, sensitivity here—that's what we're talking about. The right. um, well, one, you know, one of the exercises that—oh, this is something I wanted to say what, about what you were talking about—is that notice what you are drawn to. I like that you said that. What are you drawn to? Is it yoga? Is it singing? Is it breath work? Is it, I mean, is it could be even running. You know, it could be anything: dance, crochet, knitting, <laughs> painting. <laughs> what are the things that you're drawn to? Gardening, planting, like plants, indoor plants. I have a lot of indoor plants, so that's why that came to my mind. But like, just notice what what do you what do you get drawn to? Because th- those are places where your soul is telling you to go. There's openings for you there. Those are portals for you just in like play with it come into a relationship with it and i like that you said that's really how it starts to unfold for us um one of the things that i do with the inner child stuff is i actually have a picture of my inner child right here you you can't see it on the podcast but she can see it <laughs> um, and it sits at my work desk and this is me when i was about three four years old and that's where my innocence was lost that young um and I picked that age specifically because of that's when the the penetration happened the wound the penetration wound happened for me at that young of an age and so for me bringing her reconnecting with her into who I am now and integrating all the pain all the trauma all the wounding but also the wisdom of this child has been really, really potent and powerful. So I look at this every day and I just, you know, say a few things to her. Hi, like, how are you? And just cre- like you said, creating that womb, warm womb space of love of, um, I see it as like, a, like you're allowed to be all of who you are here. There's no judgment. There's no wrong that you could do. That's been really helpful in me healing. And the other thing that came to my mind is, have you heard of the Pano prayer? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's been really, really powerful too. It's it's coming back to a state of zero. I have a podcast on this, um, Haponopono and Unconditional Love. I'll put that in the show notes. But just saying that to myself um, and just looking at the image of my little girl over there and saying the prayer, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, has been so powerful and so healing as well.
1: Yes. Also, um yeah, it could be a picture, or it could be a, a doll, mm-hmm. and actually hug from time to time. I I've done that also. Or like I, a stuff, or like a
0: stuffed animal, or
1: something. Yes. Mm-hmm. um Yeah, it reminded me of that. So, mm-hmm. I think it's a good way. for For a long time, also had a picture of my inner child on, on my phone. Mm. It is true. It's just the fact that I was seeing her and I was connecting. Actually, it helped me to reconnect to that light.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's powerful. Um, now, I wanna I wanna bring this in. What about when, if you're already pregnant and you're listening to this conversation, or you're just now understanding that you wanna do the spiritual work, the healing work? You know, you're in the process of. Healing and what about them?
1: (laughs) Well, just bring presence to your baby every day. I was just hearing that in my class uh today. There are different ways that you can be present to your baby. And it's so simple. And this is through presence we can shift our vibration. And it's all about vibration. So This is where the healing process comes up, right? So, Mm -hmm. of course, your baby will receive it. So there's touch. There's uh, thoughts. Um, There's uh, speaking, singing. And there's movement. And... Yeah, you can practice all this and this is going to be very healing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just be present with your baby. So many women cannot even take five minutes to just sit, fill your baby in your womb, talk to him, feel him, send him high vibration words, thoughts of love, peace, everything's going to be fine, you're safe. You are so, so welcome into this world. Singing, you don't need to have a singer voice to sing. It um, can be anything that you like because it's about the intention. Again, it's coming back to pleasure. What do you like to do? So whatever you like to do, if you're a dancer you want to, and, you, and you love dancing, this, this is going to be your, your gift for your baby. And they like to be, um, they like this movement. This is the rocking movement. It's what they miss most when they come out of the womb.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: we, we we put them in a place where it's stable. Mm-hmm. This is why it's so good to have your baby now after pregnancy, imagine you haven't done this healing process or whatever we're talking about now. It's okay, it's fine, you can still do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rock your baby, have your baby as close to you as possible, especially the first six months. So mm-hmm. important because it reminds them of the womb. We want to create, we wanna recreate the atmosphere of the womb. Mm -hmm. and during the the pregnancy we want to be as present as possible with them Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yes look just to finish off on that question because i think it's so important we are so stressed about uh women are so stressed and the society in general (laughs) so focused on the birth right and so they're like oh but especially women who are very much into the healing process and 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 see this is where the um Oh, harshness uh, the um, demand like the we, we demand ourselves so much right oh but if the birth doesn't go the way i want then i will have failed and i'm like um this is the common uh thought um because we forget that we have done such a wonderful work during nine months we think that um Our baby starts to live when he's born. That's not true. (laughs) So, (laughs)
0: honor.
1: So, honor. And actually, as as adults, we forget that there's a healing process also in the womb. Sometimes we don't go there. We forget about it. Uh, When actually this is where everything starts. So, think about that as well. Um, That it's not so much about the birth. And actually, the more you're present with your baby and you start communicating with him, her, um, as early as you can, then the smoother everything will go. Birth, the birthing process. In the birthing process. Yeah. It's, my teacher used to to tell to say um, that some, we are in the birth and the doctor let's say it's a medicalized birth, right? We go to hospital and, and everything and we think about all the things that we should do to make baby come down, except one thing. For example, if baby is not coming down for some reason. It could be fear, it could be stress, it could be too many people around, hospital atmosphere. And what about talking to your baby? <laughs> this is the first thing, right? And and it made me laugh a lot when she said that. I was like, yes, this is simple things I think this is the answer to your question actually healing this is also what kind of resumates I hope this is an English word people are gonna <laughs> laugh a lot with this French lady who speaks uh, Re-
0: reconnects maybe reconnects to what you're saying <laughs> yes Um <laughs>
1: wait what was it what was it I wanted to say um yes that actually with time um and through this same teacher actually um who whose wisdom is really about love right and 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 the singing part um she's saying we think that we have to do so many things and this is actually the distorted masculine
0: yeah doing Sing. masculine yeah
1: yes this is the distorted masculine so if the in the healing process you first go through the distorted masculine to heal yourself and you scream and it's okay. It's fine. But then there's some point where you understand that uh, what really matters, like you shake, you scream, you wh- whatever happened to you. But in my own journey, it was kind of uh, uh, intensive, a lot of intensity. Um, and then there's a point where you understand that. Uh, Can I add something? Yes, of course.
0: The distorted masculine also can show up as a lot of judgment yes yeah a lot of judgment a lot of criticism a lot of um needing to be a certain way because i'm just trying to translate it with myself and that's how it shows up for me so just that's also if you're doing that to yourself that's a distorted masculine coming in as well go ahead
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, and and a good way to undistort your masculine is to write all your assumption on the masculine and then write at the side of these words what you actually
0: would like to embody. That's really good. That's really good because everyone's assumptions about what the masculine is very different. That's a really good exercise. Yes. And that's, that's an exercise I practice with many, many topics. You can do that on all topics. And then that helps you formulate your own. Yeah. definition what your own relationship with is going to be like your own meaning of it of course and and therefore just to say
1: that because it was through the distorted masculine in some at some point this is why we get sometimes stuck in the spiritual work in unhealthy practices unhealthy things and we think that it's going to heal us and it is not going to heal us it's going to Because these are practices that were also shared through person who probably didn't really healed themselves, and this happens also with any kind of therapist. And we are human; it's 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 fine. It's also part of the journey. Mm -hmm. This is part of the journey and uh, and the learning. I think in in, but then so simple thing is love and presence. This can be imagine you're in and and I've I've read so much about that like. For example, your own presence, Kajal, um, is so healing because you are so grounded. I feel it, and this is already like this. On, only this conversation with you has been very healing for me. And see how soft and loving it is. This is what we need as human beings. When you go in a, this is why I'm fascinated by tribes and Amazonia and all these ways of living because. They are so present that it's just healing to be with them. And I'm pretty sure that if you stay with them a couple of days, weeks, month, it's just without doing anything, you're just going to heal. Because yeah. you're going to come back. This is what happens sometimes also in um, yeah, mindfulness or through conscious breathing. Everything dissolves and just the uh, reality appears to you. and. And this is what we need,
0: actually. Yeah, the thing that comes to mind is softening, softening to yourself. How much can I soften to myself right now? That softening, that creating that very soft, open space with no judgment, with complete presence. That feels like you're really holding yourself in like the sacred womb of love for me. That's the imagery I get. Um, and the other thing that came to my mind is, uh, I've been doing a lot of work around, you know, so much of the work that we do in the world of the work that we are in the coaching, the spiritual world. Um, so oftentimes there's a distortion around toxic productivity, problem solving for people, what solutions you can offer them, how, how, Why you, why they should hire you as a coach or as a guide or as a mentor, and um, kind of like what results will you get for them, kind of that. So that's a very distorted masculine way of approaching this very sacred healing work. And what I'm learning is what heals and how successful that, that um, client. Coach relationship is not so much how much information or how much stuff you can tell them, but it's really about what you're embodying, who you're being. That that transference is what's healing, is opening that portal, is opening the their their consciousness in front of you, the client. And so you don't have to do do anything. You just it's like whatever your codes are that you carry. The more deeply you rest in that without judgment and a total acceptance and embrace of that, that transference is automatically happening. Does that make sense? Completely. And I'm
1: so inspired what you said, because this is exactly what being a doula is.
0: Yeah.
1: It is distorted. Um, It was distorted at first when I started. Um, Because, again, our referrals... And mag- Because, the see what, again, the, the majority of the energy in the world is mostly masculine. So we think that this is the way we have to do, especially when we are launching our own services as entrepreneurs, as, yes, there's lacking a lot of humanity. And so there were like, there were two moments where I understood that I understood also that I needed to shift uh, my work. And I needed to let, to trust myself because it demands a lot of trusting to just rely on your presence, mm-hmm. just rely on your connection with higher self. And this is exactly what happened right now in our, in our session, in our interview. Look at everything that um, unraveled because of uh, your presence because you are the one sustaining right now. So this is how much you're grounded so beautiful and i feel that you are the womb and i <laughs> and i've been welcoming the womb so beautiful and so this teacher No, it's, I, I was in that doula training online during this pandemic i've done so many online courses it was amazing and there was this uh young girl that she was just starting as a doula and she was asking to these very uh knowledgeable women which is so beautiful and um But yes, sometimes it's like, I feel like I have to write so many things of what I'm doing to actually um, um, feel um, that my price is, um, how do you say that? Like, oh, this is an English word. (laughs) Like that I am, you know, that that my price is... um, how do you say that it's like and answering right your needs instead you know because it's like we're more on how many things can you offer me instead of what is the transformation yes this my this was my shift this year because I also had a, a professional uh, coach and and I'm very curious also to evolve in these ways and to be always more connected to that so That was the first thing she told her, yes, but uh, this is this people in, in a way who put all these things that they do right as a doula. Uh, maybe you should ask yourself like if really they're the right people for well i would she said if i was pregnant i would ask myself is she really the right people right person for me because she needs all these tools to bring a naturally a human being into this world there must be something wrong <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so funny
1: was the beginning of my understanding of this is a distortion we don't yes. need all these things
0: could you are you talking about credentials we don't need all these credentials. Credentials, mm-hmm. credentials,
1: and yes, and also f- very marketing blah blah. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's not my thing. Yeah,
0: my yeah, thing. It's not my I, thing. I, I resonate I with you on on that one hundred percent. It's it's not I. It's not like oh here's every training that I have. Here's everything that I've done. Here's how many hours da 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 da. It's not about that. It's it's the level of presence and the level of embodiment. And the healing and the trans- transformation you've gone through yourself. And the person will feel that. Yes, it's all about presence. They, and, I, and 99% of the clients that I work with, they have never once asked me, what's your training? Where did you do, learn how to do this? It's like, no, I want to work with you because something there's something that I feel that I need, that I need to work with you. And that, that is the biggest compliment, to be honest. and I also think that um as as projectors
1: yeah because you're a projector as well and this is our biggest struggle as um entrepreneurs and more and more I understand that the less I do so I only for example now I only concentrate on um yeah maybe two services no more even now i would like to have just one my my coaching for women and a very soft and truthful and pleasurable again pleasure because I, if i want to be my feminine i'm all about pleasure, pleasure right creativity and creativity comes from pleasure and presence and and all this playing You're in your inner child right and playing with just this, because as projectors, what I can come to understand, I don't know what you came to understand, but, uh, the more we are into our just presence, we can do that only if we're not stressed. If we're stressed in doing millions of things, just like the, probably the other people who are able to do that because they have the energy How to do, do it. That? We didn't come for that. So we have to accept in a way that we have, um, less energy. Also, this is inviting us to just be, do your thing, do what you like most, and you will see that people will just be attracted to your energy. And it's not that I want people to be attracted by my energy, but it's just because I am more happy that way. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and, and
0: that's it. Yeah. That's, so, that's so true because it's the, the projector aura, and the projector energy type is very, very magnetic. And that we we projectors are not here to do. We are not here to do. We are here to rest in being and be. And I I can test to this because the more I am in play and pleasure and just living my life, the more things just come. Yeah that's what happens and i don't i don't have this need to share to constantly create information to constantly put stuff out there if i moved into action through inspiration or excitement or through pleasure then i do it otherwise moving on i'm going to go for a hike or whatever you know write or meditate or read but like the more i realize i feed my own energy yes the more like It's kind of like the more like the moth coming to the light kind of happens. I become really embodied in my light. But, you know, this also reminds me of the projector aura is kind of like weaving a spider web. You weave the web with your energy, with your magnetism, with your embodiment of uh, your own alchemical transformations and your own healing. And then you just sit and you wait because everything is just going to come and catch That's really the symbolism that I've come to ground into.
1: Yes, and the beauty of that, because I'm in the process. I'm not saying that I am hundred percent all the time aligned with that. Because sometimes my mind comes back into play, and it's like, oh, you need to do thousands of things, whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because also, it's it's the pressure around me, the pressure that I've learned that I put myself, that I put on myself.
0: Here's a question that I have, and maybe you can answer this in a very brief, brief way, because I know this can open up to a big, big conversation. What about fee- p- women who have fear of being a mother? They have a desire to be a mother, but there's that fear of be, actually being a mother. Is that, is that pointing back to what we were talking about with the wound with the feminine, the relationship with their mother, maybe the ancestral karma and lineage their... there, 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 um, holding
1: um i cannot generalize but i think yes it is linked also to um your mother how was she with you you're afraid to um do the same with your child personally i had that for many years i didn't want to become a mother (laughs) Mm -hmm. also because there's the fear um of uh becoming a mother and not being able anymore to be a woman
0: mm. no space
1: to be a woman um there's the fear also to um yeah i think this the fear of not being a good mother because there's so much pressure what is again find your own definition
0: of a good mother
1: yeah what is it what is it you you feel a mother is and what is it you actually want to embody? yes, see how you can use that exercise for every topic I'd
0: that's love how- that exercise by the way you what I love that exercise that's beautiful that's such a great way to bring your truth to it and meet yourself in your truth
1: yes, because we are i'm all about this kind of exercise sometimes i invent them on the spot i i don't have like settled exercises It just comes up naturally yeah and, and sometimes for myself as well i invent myself exercises and i invite you to do that go and invite and invent your exercises and share them mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but this is good because actually it also answer it also heals the distortion of how we must be
0: mm-hmm. you are
1: your you You can be whoever you want, but connect with that, and then it 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 helps you to come back to your values i i like working a lot with personal values so important um because this is and why they're important to you, and therefore, as a mother, you will be able to embody these values because they are yours but first, if you have all these difficulties and fears about becoming a mother, this is a good exercise and It's also a good exercise, um, yes, to to really see all the things that you didn't like about what your mother did with you without judging. Mm -hmm. I know it's hard. And then go and make a list of how you would like to do it
0: and connect with that. This really feels like it's the practice of you meeting yourself. That's powerful. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Where can people find you on the internet? Well, on the internet, but like, where can people find you? (laughs) For the moment,
1: (laughs) I have uh, three, um, four channels at the moment. There's like my website, which is going to change quite a lot because now I'm working much more in in french because it's healing for me to work in my own language i is, found that french is your native language yes i've been working in english then in spanish then i came back to french yay and, <laughs> uh so that's my website you will share it now yeah and- it'll be it'll be in the links the show the show notes and then i'm i'm at the moment i'm i'm focusing my presence only in instagram but i have started to share much more on youtube but in french i have started to share i also share my music there and very soon there will be uh more of my music which is all about embodiment of this feminine consciousness um powerful songs for women circle songs as well and
0: facebook and that's it four channels Okay, so if people want to work with you in English, that's available?
1: It is available. I'm focusing all my communication in French for a question of uh, simplicity for me. Okay. It is available,
0: yes. Okay, awesome. Last question I have for you is, what's something powerful that you have learned that's kind of become a piece of wisdom for you that's been super helpful in your journey thus far? Well, it was very recently,
1: a few days ago, actually. Uh, it was about this uh, pleasure thing. And it was, so it's, uh, it was, it's not my, my idea, but I don't remember her name. She's French. Anyway, I can share it to you afterwards. And she talked about how we have to differentiate dreams and objectives. And this is going, you're going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. She said, cause it was so shifting for me, shifted everything <laughs> like this. Mm-hmm. So, so she told us, um, dreams are not made to be, uh, accomplished. They are there to make you vibrate this high pleasurable thing. You have this dream inside of you, right? Um, Because sometimes we have these dreams and we are so focused on accomplishing them that we lose the playfulness and the joy Mm -hmm. and they become only objectives. So this is the difference. You can have your objective, long-term objective, but know that your dream today is your dream today. And as long as this dream makes you vibrate in that joy and playfulness, it's fine, right? and it's gonna be healing. But then if it starts to be an obsession and it turns into distorted whatever, feminine, masculine, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then it, it it is not a dream anymore. And it will be, um, yes, and this is what's happened. Sometimes we, we start an activity, um, professional or hobby or whatever, And at some point, we just don't feel it anymore. It doesn't mean it's not this, but it means that you are too focused on something that is not aligned with playfulness and joy. And therefore, you are not living the present moment. And I'm all now into this really understanding how to live the present moment more deeply. And this has helped me because I had difficulties to live the present moment in my professional activity because you have to have a direction you have to think about so different things right and when you are vibrating that high frequency of joy and playfulness every day and you can every day which means that naturally it will unravel like it has to unravel you attract people through that vibration right Mm -hmm. so nourish that vibration And so she invited us afterwards to really practice now for one week or one month or more to every day connect even more to that, um, like she called it, uh, everything is possible. So, for example, you had planned something that day, so many tasks. Go and connect with yourself at each moment right this is about this is mindfulness maybe you want to go at the other side of the city for some reason and you don't know why yes but you're not doing it because you're stuck on your tasks go and do that if you can go and do it and this is gonna unravel so many things and practice this now for like kind of a certain amount of time so that you can really see the impact on your life Mm-hmm. Any practice you have to practice for a while otherwise you don't see the result and just abandon it uh and I've been practicing it already, and it has been practiced in the past, but not in that understanding of dreams and objectives. so this is my sharing for today <laughs> that's powerful
0: um, hmm. so it's like choosing the joy, choosing the pleasure, choosing the play over choosing. The lists, the task, the accomplishment, the outcome, and yes. in that, and, and in that fluidity of the joy, because at the at the end of the day, this is the kind of the way I look at it. The reason you want what you want, you know, a successful business or love, a relationship or money or success or I don't know whatever it is, whatever your dream is. The reason you want that is because you think it's going to give you something, right? And that thing that's going to give you is very feeling based. You're looking to feel more alive or more joy or more happiness or more ease or more peace in your life. But you have access to all that in this moment right now. And that's what it's really about being present and bringing presence into your life and meeting yourself in your life where you are right now in that space and in that way. And I notice that when I do this, inspiration just hits me and like, I'm not sitting here and being like, hmm, what next thing should I create? Or what next thing should I do? Especially especially in my business. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it a bit. It can get very much like very masculine. I need to do this. I need to create this. I need to have this many sales or this many clients or whatever. And when I focus more on just pleasure and joy and being playful, and this is something I've really embodied as a projector. That I know my energy, my magnetism is doesn't come from doing, it comes from activating joy and pleasure and play. And the more I'm in that, the more everything just kind of falls into place for me. And when I do that, and like I'll get downloads for just things to do. And I'm like, oh, this would be so great. Or this course. You know, I have a course that I'm working on in mindfulness right now or you know just like but it it doesn't come to me when i sit down at my desk and i'm like hmm, i got to go to work now it comes to me when i'm like <laughs> on a hike or biking or just spending time with my cat just doing something that's pleasurable then all of a sudden everything is open and all the downloads and all the inspirations start coming through
1: yes it reminds me you are we are artists and when I was in Barcelona, there were so many artists surrounding me. This is where I reconnected to my creativity, and and I felt artist again. And I had I met this um, this guy once who told me that uh, he was he was a, a painter, very good painter, but he was most of the time outside, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I don't. My inspiration doesn't come if I stay stuck uh, at home in front of my um, white uh, canva, so he was enjoying so much life. I was like, oh, "Wow, he, he was a source of inspiration for me because I was in that moment where I was hitting a point, like now you you can't go more like this, right? You need to come, you, you need to come back to your pleasure. And there's another there's a book. Um I recommend about understanding that deeper. Uh, if you are a creator, like any kind of creator, because it's art in the end, whatever you create. Um, so Elizabeth Gilbert, you might know her, who wrote eat Pray Love, but she also wrote that book. Um in Finding a Translation. Um Big Magic? Ma- big, magic. big Magic, it's called yeah. okay. Yeah. French is different. Big magic. And have you read it?
0: Yes, I just gave it to somebody today
1: uh, <laughs> i sh- i shipped
0: I shipped this book off to somebody in Florida today
1: <laughs> and I think it's 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 very much linked, right It's all mm-hmm. about creativity. It's just coming back to joy and I loved the, the how yeah, I loved how she lived her career. I mm-hmm. loved that the fact that she didn't focus on oh I have to live from my art so much pressure on living from what you love then you start hating it I'm not saying that it's just the only road but it's okay Mm -hmm. it's okay it's okay to have other works outside of your main activity it's fine for so long I was struggling with that myself personally and I was like no ego right I can't do something else I was meant for that and this is also lack of humility. It's just, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can also, if you're able to live only from your activities, it's amazing, and it requires also a lot of trust and also a lot of um, devotion. That's also part of this journey of the. I think it's, it should be called the journey of
0: softness. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Um, the other book that comes to mind is the Artist Way by Julia Cameron. That's yes. another book. That's another good book on creativity and making your making your life in art.
1: I haven't read it, but I have it on my list.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's where the morning pages come from, actually. Have you heard of the morning pages?
1: The morning pages.
0: You, like, to write three pages every day, first thing oh. in the morning. You get into the habit okay. of, yeah. Oh, yeah, that exercise comes from that book.
1: Okay, right. Yeah. Okay, well that's good. That's not three pages, just one, but <laughs> I write
0: on it's it's you write with how much you feel like writing on the that paper. Mm. That's it, you know. Sometimes I'd like to give myself prompts and sometimes it's just what what is coming out today. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I do the same. Awesome. Mm.
0: All right this was amazing. This is so potent and so juicy. And so this was just so fun connecting with you and just seeing, I don't know, I think seeing your transformation has been so beautiful and to witness you come, come deeper into yourself and into your light and into your gifts. It's, it's really, really powerful.
1: Thank you. For me, it was very powerful to yet to come back to chatting with you because I, I never forgot that moment in my life. It was so empowering for me, and and yes, today was like coming back four years ago, and only in a different state of uh, consciousness.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Thank you so much for this invitation. It was such a healing moment for me. You're welcome.